This is but a shabby present which he has sent by me, but he hopes that his lordship will condescend to accept it, and commends himself to his lordship's favour. And with these words he produced a thousand ounces of silver for Kotsuke no Suke, and a hundred ounces to be distributed among his retainers. When the latter saw the money, their eyes sparkled with pleasure, and they were profuse in their thanks, and, begging the counsellor to wait a little, they went and told their master of the lordly present which had arrived with a polite message from Kamei-sama. Kotsuke no Suke, in eager delight, sent for the counsellor into an inner chamber, and after thanking him, promised on the morrow to instruct his master carefully in all the different points of etiquette. So the counsellor, seeing the miser's glee, rejoiced at the success of his plan, and having taken his leave, returned home in high spirits. But Kamei-sama, little thinking how his vassal had propitiated his enemy, lay brooding over his vengeance, and on the following morning at daybreak went to court in solemn procession. When Kotsuke no Suke met him, his manner had completely changed, and nothing could exceed his courtesy. "'You have come early to court this morning, my lord Kamei,' said he. I cannot sufficiently admire your zeal. I shall have the honour to call your attention to several points of etiquette to-day. I must beg your lordship to excuse my previous conduct, which must have seemed very rude, but I am naturally of a cross-grained disposition, so I pray you to forgive me. And as he kept on humbling himself and making fair speeches, the heart of Kamei-sama was gradually softened and he renounced his intention of killing him. Thus by the cleverness of his counsellor was Kamei-sama, with all his house, saved from ruin. Shortly after this, Takumi no Kami, who had sent no present, arrived at the castle, and Kotsuke no Suke turned him into ridicule even more than before, provoking him with sneers and covered insults. But Takumi no Kami affected to ignore all this, and submitted himself patiently to Kotsuke no Suke's orders. This conduct, so far from producing a good effect, only made Kotsuke no Suke despise him the more, until at last he said haughtily, "'Yeah, my lord of Takumi, the ribbon of my sock has come untied. Be so good as to tie it up for me.' Takumi no Kami, although burning with rage at the affront, still thought that as he was on duty he was bound to obey, and tied up the ribbon of the sock. Then Kotsuke no Suke, turning from him, petulantly exclaimed, "'Why, how clumsy you are! You cannot so much as tie up the ribbon of a sock properly. Anyone can see that you are a boor from the country, and know nothing of the manners of Yedo.' And with a scornful laugh he moved towards an inner room." but the patience of Takumi no Kame was exhausted. This last insult was more than he could hear. "'Stop a moment, my lord,' cried he. "'Well, what is it?' replied the other. And as he turned round, Takumi no Kame drew his dirk and aimed a blow at his head. But Kotsuke no Suke, being protected by the court cap which he wore, the wound was but a scratch. So he ran away." and Takumi no Kami, pursuing him, 
tried a second time to cut him down, but missing his aim, struck his dirk into a pillar. At this moment, an officer named Kajikawa Yosobei, seeing the affray, rushed up, and holding back the infuriated noble, gave Kotsuke no Suke time to make good his escape. Then there arose a great uproar and confusion, and Takumi no Kami was arrested and disarmed, and confined in one of the apartments of the palace under the care of the censors. A council was held, and the prisoner was given over to the safeguard of a daimyo called Tamura Ukiyo no Debo, who kept him in close custody in his own house, to the great grief of his wife and of his retainers. And when the deliberations of the council were completed, it was decided that, as he had committed an outrage and attacked another man within the precincts of the palace, he must perform harakiri.